Guten Morgen, we are hot on the trail of the fucking Trump going to the fucking jail. And I just saw he a was Metro. Lazar's depiction. Um, saw he a, yeah, uh, thanks for like 96k. <clears throat> anyway, I saw a headline that Stormy Daniels feared, I want to say death and destruction, but that's uh, Trump's words, death and violence. Um, after the bitter sweet indictment. Ooh. I think I just heard a baby. Oh, it's outside though. Um, anyway, so I'm checking to see what's up. He was trying. Ah, ah, Trump's disgusting threats. Trump attacks Manhattan prosecutor's wife two hours ago. Good morning, democracy defenders. Today and every day, be proud that you are on the side of truth, justice, and democracy. Thanks for the pep talk. I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network, following a Manhattan grand jury criminally indicting Donald Trump. Not only is Donald Trump attacking the prosecutors, the Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg, not only is Donald Trump attacking the judge assigned the criminal case, Judge Juan Merchant, Donald Trump is also attacking Alvin Bragg's wife. This is part of a course of conduct that Donald Trump... Why aren't they putting a fucking gag order on social media? To take this and more inciting sedition. Has engaged in through the various criminal investigations where he doesn't just go after the judge, 
He doesn't just go after the prosecutors. He goes after their families. He goes after the prosecutors, significant others. We've covered this with special counsel Jack Smith, and Donald Trump has gone after special counsel Jack Smith's wife and friends and other family members, and now Donald Trump is going after Alvin Bragg's wife. I want to read for you the definition of a term known as stochastic terrorism, because that is what Donald Trump is engaged in here. <clears throat> stochastic terrorism is defined as the public demonization of a person or a group resulting in the incitement of a violent act, which is statistically probable, but whose specifics cannot be predicted. So what Donald Trump does is he will put the person's name as part of a series of posts that he makes on his social media platform. Often he will repost other people's statements, but sometimes he makes it himself. So he tries to have plausible deniability. And then he knows that by doxing the individual, by putting out the individual's name and their social media handles, that his cult followers will go after them. I mean, look, here at the Midas Touch Network, we've been in some high-profile stories where right-wingers have doxxed us, and we've received death threats. And it's been very scary for our family members to have to experience and endure that type of stochastic terrorism, that types of doxing. So I could only imagine that if that's something that we've experienced, what Alvin Bragg and Alvin Bragg's wife and special counsel Jack Smith and Jack Smith's wife and the various judges who Donald Trump puts their names out there, what they experience by Donald Trump's violent cult followers. I want to show you the post that Donald Trump made. Of course, we are going to redact the name of Alvin Bragg's wife. I'm not going to say the name of Alvin Bragg's wife, but I want to show for you examples of Donald Trump's stochastic terrorism. So here is what Donald Trump posted. As I noted, here he is reposting someone else so he can say, look, I have plausible deniability here. I was just doing a so he posts someone named Paul Sperry who says, breaking. And he goes, anti-Trump DA, Alvin Bragg's wife, and the name, and then the name of the social media handle, has locked her Twitter page, changing her account status from open to protected for several years, again puts Alvin Bragg's wife's social media handles, has rallied against Trump and retweeted posts calling him racist and advocating for his arrest. Those supposed posts are not listed, but the name of Alvin Bragg's wife is listed. Donald Trump makes another post reposting this account of Paul Sperry. In March 2022, before a Manhattan Grand Jury, he puts the name of Alvin Bragg's wife, retweeted a report that claimed that her husband quote, has Trump nailed on felonies, and he says the name of Alvin Bragg's wife again has since locked her Twitter account. So again, putting her name out there, bringing Alvin Bragg's wife 
into this as a way to threaten Alvin Brandt. That is what that is. That is an example of stochastic terrorism. Um, I did another full video hit on this, but here's an example where he does stochastic gauges in stochastic terrorism against the judge. So he says the judge's name. He goes, the judge assigned to my witch hunt case, a case that has never been charged before, hates me. His name is Juan Manuel Marchin, was handpicked by Bragg and the prosecutors, and is the same person who railroaded my 75-year-old former CFO. The judge isn't handpicked. The judge is assigned the cases. The cases that the judge is assigned is part of a judge's jurisdiction, um, and that's simply what happened there. Donald Trump's being treated no differently than anybody else who would be booked and go through the New York criminal justice system. Of course, Donald Trump does it with Letitia James, um, the judge overseeing New York Attorney General Letitia James' case, Judge Arthur Ngoron. Donald Trump keeps on putting Arthur Ngoron's name out there on his social media and basically says that Ngoron's a rubber stamp for the communist takeover. Again, stochastic terrorism. Judge Arthur Ngoron is a very well-respected judge in New York. Uh, he handles business cases and civil cases and just has a reputation as a, as a fair judge. Um, and Donald Trump just keeps on attacking this individual. And all Ngoron has said to Trump in the case is, look, you're not presenting evidence. If you present evidence, I'll consider it, but you've invoked your Fifth Amendment rights, which is an adverse inference, and you're not putting forward declarations to support your claim. So how else am I supposed to rule if you're not providing any evidence and your only argument is that the New York Attorney General doesn't have jurisdiction when there's a statute that says the New York Attorney General has jurisdiction. Look, same thing with federal judge David Carter. This is a Trump post from, you know, about a year ago. Who's Clinton appointed judge David Carter who keeps saying and sending off very nasty and ill-informed statements. So you see it's part of a pattern in practice that he's engaged. He does the same with Bonnie Willis. He does the same but, um, you know, all of these prosecutors. And here's the post that uh, Donald Trump made about uh, Jack Smith's wife. He did lots of posts on Jack Smith's wife and Jack Smith's family, but I'll just show you this one. Donald Trump goes, this is just a small amount of information from the wife of the hardline radical left special counsel prosecutor and acolyte of Eric Holder and Barack Hussein Obama. Um, and then they put forward uh, ways that, so notice how he's doing it here. He's not listing the name himself of Jack Smith's wife. He's reposting like Wikipedia pages and other things that reference Jack Smith's wife's name because as part of the stochastic terrorism, Trump wants to deny I, I, all I did was just put out a Wikipedia page. All I did was repost other people's statements. So it's kind of, remember when he posted the photo of himself with the baseball bat, baseball bat looking like he was going to hit Alvin Bragg, and then he put death and destruction. And then when he was asked by Hannity uh, in this propaganda interview, why did you do that? His statement was, I didn't post it. It was just reposting someone else. And I held that bat because it was just, I was promoting Made in America. And so I was holding the bat to promote the bat was Made in America. Stochastic terrorism. That is the modus operandi here. Now that Donald Trump is within the criminal justice system, 
the people versus the people of the state of New York versus Donald J. Trump. What I do hope takes place here is that these issues are flagged before the judge, uh, who himself has been attacked by Donald Trump, Judge Juan Merchant, and that steps are taken, whether it's a gag order or whether it is a form of a restraining order, um, that makes it clear that while the First Amendment provides a broad latitude for speech, threats directed at a judge, a prosecutor, a prosecutor's wife, uh, is inappropriate and would not be permitted and would be subject of serious additional uh, criminal sanctions. Uh, that is what I hope will take place, and I think that is ultimately what Donald Trump is going to invite, uh, and I hope that's what occurs. But I wanted to let you know this is part of the strategy that he engages in to intimidate. It's so vile. It's so vile. And by the way, this is why a federal judge uh, in New York in the E. Jean Carroll defamation case just made the following ruling requiring there be an anonymous jury. Think about this. A federal judge in a civil defamation case, which also has a civil rape component of it, where E. Jean Carroll sued uh, Donald Trump. That's set to go to trial April 25th. The judge, sui sponte, meaning the judge on his own initiative, Judge Lewis Kaplan, federal judge, Southern District of New York, said the following. Mr. Trump's, this was before the indictment, Mr. Trump's quite recent reaction to what he perceived as an imminent threat of indictment by a grand jury sitting virtually next door to this court was to encourage protest and to urge people to take our country back. That reaction reportedly has been perceived by some as an incitement of violence. As it bears mention that Mr. Trump repeatedly has attacked courts, judges, various law enforcement officials, and other public officials, and even individual jurors in other matters. A federal judge is saying that. That's powerful. And that can be cited in other courts and potentially cited here by Alvin Bragg and the prosecution. So we'll keep you updated here, but we want to let you know what's going on. And I want to explain to you this concept of stochastic terrorism and how Donald Trump uses it to basically activate the terroristic cells, uh, the MAGA cult followers, to engage in this harassment and these threats is completely anti-American. Thank you for watching this video. Do me a favor, please make sure to hit the subscribe button. We are on our way to 1.5 million subscribers thanks to your incredible support. So hit subscribe right now. Also check us out at patreon.com slash Midas Touch, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Midas Touch. We're not funded by any outside investors at all, so that's how we help grow this independent media platform. So uh, become a member at patreon.com slash Midas Touch. Uh, in addition, uh, wherever you get your audio podcast, search Midas Touch Podcast and subscribe. Thank you so much for watching. Now hit subscribe. Appreciate you. Hit subscribe. Lock him up. Indictment season is upon us. Celebrate with the new indictment season t-shirt and v-neck exclusively at store.midastouch.com.
Fastest growing legal news, legal and news organization. That's Mondo's Touch. Oh man, that's it. Found a new one. Oh shit. <sighs> what about political beatdown? Culpa. Former Giuliani henchman Lex Parnas. Didn't I already listen to that one? That's pretty good though. Slam dunk case. Reveal slam dunk case to indict Trump. Okay. One month ago. Five words you pronounce wrong two years before your brain starts shutting down. ban, the extended handguns, all of that, full trans, um, tra uh, manufacturing of uh, ghost weapons, all of that. But going into somebody's house and the government seizing your weapons against you, your existing lawful not, weapons. Not, not, your, not your weapons. You're, only, you're assault only these assault. Your AR, yeah, your AR. Ex exactly. You got to start yeah, I, with I just think or, you're, you're, or, I just or, can think. I ask you this one, Frank? Can I ask you this yeah. one? What if hypothetically, instead, you're, there's no transfer capability of these firearms. So therefore, after one generation, that's it. That serial number on that gun has to be buried. You wanted your gun during life, now you could have it in death too. Bury the motherfucker with their AR-15. And I don't care, it makes no difference to me. You cannot sell it, you cannot transfer it. It's yours during the course of your life, and it needs to be either surrendered or buried with you. I can I can certainly live with that. Again, I think we're talking uh, about a moot a moot point. I I, I agree. We're, we're not going to get there. We're not going to get there. We've got to keep going uh, in other directions. Yeah, well, look, I'm not really sure that there are other directions. That's the problem. That's the problem. Yeah, okay, great. You know, ghost guns technically illegal. Right? Um, bump stocks now illegal. Magazines um, above Extended. and beyond, uh, was it six? Right? Depends, um, depends, yeah. Six, depends, okay, yeah, right? Depends, yeah. Uh, but um, for the semi automatic handguns. Converting exactly. a semi automatic to a fully automatic illegal. Yeah. But right. again, again, how many people do we devote to that in this entire nation? Three thousand. Three thousand eight. Right. Yeah. So let me then ask you this. What do you think Americans' relationships with guns is all about anyway, right? Because we've become a war zone, if you think about it. Our kids are being killed in schools, and now there are incidents of little kids. You saw, you heard about this, like, this first grade or whatever he was, right, shooting their own teachers. Gun advocates cling to the Second Amendment, but their interpretation of the amendment is just dead-ass wrong. What's it going to take to change the hearts and minds of Americans when you're talking about there are more guns in America than there are Americans? What's it going to take? What's it going to take for us to stop already, to realize this is out of control? 
We, well, we just talked about the, the what's it going to take question. I get that all the time. And then I point ah. out Sandy Hook, Newtown, Connecticut, Uvalde, Parkland, Stoneman Douglas High School. It, it hasn't changed anything. And the history of this has been the subject of books and, and documentaries. This goes all the way back to the founding of our nation. We are a nation that uh, came in and took over territory and native people. And we are a nation of weaponry. We glorify the gun and the Wild West and, and cowboys, who, by the way, if you actually study cowboys, the culture of cowboys, they, 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 they were the, they were the, the fucks back then. They, were, they actually, cowboys is because they stole cows. They stole cows. Right? We have this mythic belief in, oh, the cowboy. Um, so it, they were thugs. And, and so it's embedded in us into our video games that our kids play and rack up how many murders they've done. Um, it's in our entertainment, right? I don't think you can, you can separate it from our culture. You know, I, one time I had a business trip to uh, England, and I'm in my hotel room and the week I was there in London they were they were just um, it was because they had a spate of knifing right and and it was the lead story in the news and we are the knifings are out of control here in London we what are we gonna do and I sat there right as an FBI agent and I went my god I wish we had a knife problem <laughs> I, I mean Really? So I start researching the crimes that had occurred in that week or two in London, and it's like, oh, okay, four people got, got hurt. Uh, <laughs> can we please have a knife problem versus an assault weapon problem where 20 kids get killed in one event? So it's our culture, and I don't, I don't believe we're ever going to truly separate from that culture. We, we're going the opposite direction, Mike. As, Michael, as we speak, uh, members of Congress, on uh, certain Republican members of Congress, are wearing on their lapels uh, an assault weapon pin, um, including uh, George Santos, if that is his real name, is wearing the assault weapon pin. And when queried by the press, hey, what what are these pins all about? Um, it's uh, in support of uh, uh, gun uh, legislation. That, uh, what gun legislation? Nobody can nobody can answer that question. What are you doing? They take some of them have put that pin where they used to have the American flag lapel. So you want to talk about culture? We literally removed the American flag lapel and put an assault weapon pin on top. Drinking warm water Republican before bed shrinks a swollen prostate overnight. Thousands of men are regaining control of their bladders every night as they sleep by adding one unusual ingredient to a glass of warm water before bed. We literally remove the American flag lapel and put an assault weapon pin on top. Sick. It's yeah. sick. You know, going back to some statistics here. I mean, this is, this is what I was saying when there are more guns in America than there are Americans. Yeah. U.S. gun owners possess, ready for this, as of the last census, and that's million? going back to 2018, that's the last time that they actually put this together, 393.3 million weapons, oh, all right, 393.3 million weapons in 2018, you could only imagine four years on top of that.
Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics. Um, there's an idea for Midas Touch ads. Um, Crew, comma, Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington. Have these statistics on their website. How many more exist? So... And we have a population of 330 million people, approximately, in this country. Right? Who do you think is the second most civilian-owned firearm country in the world? It's India. By the way, India, in comparison to the United States, has 1.4 billion people. And they have 71.1 million firearms. I mean... Think about that in terms of a number. They're literally four times the size of us, but yet we have four times. That's a, I mean, that's like a, a 16 time differential when you take the numerator and the denominator and you multiply them against each other. That's insane. It's, it's insane close. that there's like. And, uh, but you know what else is insane, Michael? Yeah, and talking about, hey, are we ever going to get out of this cultural thing and our love for, for assault weapons? We have companies, manufacturers of assault weapons that are marketing junior ARs, right? Yeah, I saw that. Jun junior ARs. They've got kids in the commercials. Um, we've got we've got people proudly posting videos of them training elementary school children on us on weaponry. This is going to be passed on to to generations, um, and I I don't know what the answer is. Well, the answer is, if we don't get a hold of it, we're going to have a lot more deaths. And, and we're just going to become numb to it. It basically is, well, when is it going to come to, to my town? It's like a movie, right? Coming to a theater, you know, near you. When is this shit coming to, you know, my neighborhood? And if you don't want it to happen, contact your member of Congress. Contact your senator. Not, I don't want this. I don't want this. I mean, if you think about it, there's what, nine states? <laughs> that have bands, New York, I think Connecticut, D.C. Um, I mean, when I had my full carry here in New York, a friend of mine turned around and said, hey, you know, there might be a federal law that's going to require anyone from any state to be able to carry in any other state, as opposed to you have to put it in a box and you have to seal it up and you have to make sure it's locked and all, and they... Bullets can't be with the gun, all that nonsense. And they said Florida is going to be leading that charge. So for like $175, mm -hmm. I sent in an application for a full concealed carry, for a full carry in Florida. I'm not a Florida resident. I'm a New York resident. And they don't care because I'm a U.S. citizen. And they say it's a federal, it'll be a federal law. They sent me. 
a concealed weapon license. All I had to do was pay the fee, send them a picture, give them my information, and boom, about three weeks later. It took me over a year dealing with FBI agents who had to write a threat assessment for me as I was doing the application here in New York. First, you start out with a target, and then you move it up to the concealed. In Florida, it took me three weeks to get a concealed weapons license. Florida. That's troubling. But, 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 But I will say this. Absolutely, we need a national solution to this. So, you know, the first thing that happens when some horrible mass shooting occurs... California certainly has had them very recently. Um, the people on the far right get on Fox News and they go, you see, California has some of the strictest gun laws in the country. You see, it doesn't work. Right? Well, of course, of course it doesn't work. Why? Because the states around California don't have those laws. So the answer is to have a national solution to this that makes sense, not one state or another that doesn't make any sense at all i was making so much money with doordash i wanted to earn money in my free time but i didn't want to go and get a boring nine to five yeah you know i want to move on to more of the like fbi stuff because that's really why why i have you on this show right so the house is already looking to take up investigations against the fbi and various other intelligence agencies including right home security How do we keep some semblance of law and order when you have Republicans who are systematically trying to dismantle public trust in these organizations? I mean, we've now seen, for example, Jim Jordan has created this subcommittee on the weaponization of the Justice Department. What do we need to do in order to ensure people that there's public trust? And again, I'm the worst person to be asking this question. Because I know what it's like to be we- right. to have the Justice Department right. weaponized against you. In fact, one of the things that we did, my buddy Jeff and I, uh, he's a l- the lawyer, uh, Jeff Levine, we went ahead and we sent a letter to not just Jim Jordan, but everybody on that committee, Stefanik, Goldman, every one of them. We've sent them a request. If you're going to look for this committee, which is supposed to be bipartisan, if you really are bipartisan, you want to look into the weaponization of the Department of Justice, you don't need to necessarily... start with Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, or, you know, um, whoever else that they want to go after, Nancy Pelosi, Adam Schiff. You know, you don't need to look at them. Why don't you start with Michael Cohen? Mine started before them. What do we need to do, pal? 
Right. So I'll just start by saying the, the worst weaponization of government I've ever seen <clears throat> was during the Trump administration. So when we have this so-called subcommittee on weaponization of government and they choose not to investigate things like Bill Barr appointing John Durham to get to the so-called bottom of the Russia investigation when the inspector general at DOJ said it was properly predicated, right? That's weaponization. Um, when Chad Wolf under Trump at DHS decided to put boots on the ground in cities with no authority and, and started thumping heads with federal agents, when um, the military uh, is used in, in Lafayette Park to get Trump to cross the street and go to a church and hold the Bible upside down, and people are gassed for peacefully protesting. That's weaponization of government, um, and we're not going to hear anything about that. We are in for a rough ride, uh, Michael. We are going to see Jim Jordan's uh, subcommittee every uh, day. Uh, it's going to be on TV, uh, certainly every night, certainly on Fox News. He's already started making the rounds on the Sunday news shows. And some, some of the journalists are holding him accountable. That's one thing we need to do is the facts have to rule the day. So he was on Meet the Press last Sunday, Jim Jordan. And he said, uh, yeah, we're going to, you know, uh, we're going to get to the bottom. So this so-called, uh, you know, the Twitter files and and, uh, you know, and and Chuck Todd, God bless him, came back at him and said, the Twitter files, you mean you mean where the FBI helped pay uh, Twitter to comply with subpoenas because they didn't have enough staff? You mean that? Oh, well, no, I mean, they were paying to, you know, the FBI was paying Twitter to suppress uh, information and. And then he said, well, the FBI was uh, was telling them to take down the Hunter Biden stuff. And again, Chuck Todd goes, really? Really? You have evidence that that, 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 or did they go warn all the platforms that the Russians were turning this in Hunter story into propaganda? So we're going to get a lot of falsehood and propaganda Russian. with this subcommittee. And, it, and make no mistake, problem. Michael, it is a strategy to erode credibility in our institutions. I am 100% for transparency, accountability. If they actually come up with something valid, I will be the first one on television going, my God, they found some horrible abuse at the FBI or whatever, and we need, we need accountability. I'll be the first one to do that. I'm not optimistic that this is anything other than an attempt to erode credibility in the institution. Why? In part, why the FBI is such a focus? Because the FBI is after them. The FBI is investigating <laughs> well, well, you just spoken like a former, you know, FBI guy, right? Yes. Just so you know, I, I, in, in the letter that Jeff Levine and I sent, just so you know, the FBI is after them. Yep. So, yeah, making a cut, a clip. Unable to download video. Segment timed out. What? In the letter that Jeff Levine and FBI.
the institutions. Why, in part, why the FBI is such a focus? Because the FBI is after them, the institutions. Why? It's not letting me make a, a clip of this. <clears throat>
It's a weapon of mass destruction. Why? In part, why the FBI is such a focus? Because the FBI is... You know why the Republicans act so batshit crazy? It's a weapon of mass destruction. They're trying to distract us from the fact that they took part in an insurrection and therefore they have no right to serve in office. However, the Congress doesn't have any spine. So you have to call them and nag them and tell them to hold them accountable. They must all be expelled from office using the 14th Amendment. Many other people have been impeached for less. Call Congress and tell them to expel the traitors in their midst. America, that these mofos cannot run for public office, so therefore they must be disqualified, including Skyper Don himself. The Institute. institutions. Why? In part, why the FBI is such a focus? Because the FBI is You know why the Republicans act so batshit crazy? It's a weapon of mass destruction. They're trying to distract us from the fact that they took part in an insurrection and therefore they have no right to serve in office. However, the Congress doesn't have any spine. So you have to call them and nag them and tell them to hold them accountable. They must all be expelled from office using the 14th Amendment. Many other people have been impeached for less. Call Congress and tell them to expel the traitors in their midst. America, that these mofos cannot run for public office, so therefore they must be disqualified, including Skyper Don himself. The institutions. Why? In part, why the FBI is such a focus? Because the FBI is. You know why the Republicans act so batshit crazy? It's a weapon of mass destruction. They're trying to distract us from the fact that they took part in an insurrection and therefore they have no right to serve in office. However, the Congress doesn't have any spine. So you have to call them and nag them and tell them to hold them accountable. They must all be expelled from office using the 14th Amendment. Many other people have been impeached for less. Call Congress and tell them to expel the traitors in their midst. America, that these mofos cannot run for public office, so therefore they must be disqualified, including Skyper Don himself. The institutions. Why? In part, why the FBI is such a focus? Because the FBI is... You know why the Republicans act so batshit crazy? It's a weapon of mass destruction. They're trying to distract us from the fact that they took part in an insurrection, and therefore they have no right to serve in office. However, the Congress doesn't have any spine. So you have to call them and nag them and tell them to... Hold them accountable. They must all be expelled from office using the 14th Amendment. Many other people have been impeached for less. Call Congress and tell them to expel the traitors in their midst. America, that these mofos cannot run for public office, so therefore they must be disqualified, including Skyper Don himself. The institutions. Why? In part, why the FBI is such a focus? Because the FBI is... You know why the Republicans act so batshit crazy? It's a weapon of mass destruction. They're trying to distract us from the fact that they took part in an insurrection and therefore they have no right to serve in office. However, the Congress doesn't have any spine. So you have to call them and nag them and tell them to hold them accountable. They must all be expelled from office using the 14th Amendment. Many other people have been impeached for less. Call Congress and tell them to expel the traitors in their midst. America, that these mofos cannot run for public office, so therefore they must be disqualified, including Skyper Don himself. The institutions. Why? In part.
Okay, so um So I'm trying to take a, a screenshot. <clears throat> Diaper Don must be disqualified from office under Diaper Don. Expel the GOP traitors. Yeah, let's see here. So I'm cutting this down so it fits. Mm, 202, 224. 12 GOP traders. Just for prez. <clears throat> This is in the letter that Jeff Levine and I sent off to Jim Jordan to the rest oh, of the members of the committee, I said the same thing me. that you just said. If in fact Joe Biden did something wrong, 100%, I want to see him held accountable. If in fact Donald Trump, it's shown, was involved in the weaponization, for example, um, against me with an unconstitutional remit back to prison, Bill Barr, any of the prosecutors. I want to see the FBI, right, that they, for some unknown reason, refused to acknowledge that I'd never been to Prague when they knew emphatically that I hadn't. I want the same accountability to be held against Republicans as I want for Democrats. 
I want to rid all of D.C. for those people who aren't there to represent the interests of Americans, their constituents. Instead, they're out there representing themselves, abusing power, and destroying the trust that Americans have in our FBI, in our law enforcement, in our Department of Justice. Because if we don't have, if we don't have um, faith in these Cause I got institutions, to have faith. we're not going to have a democracy. It's just, it will ultimately I got become to have faith, an autocracy. And this I'm is exactly have how autocracies get formed. Baby. They're going to cause people to even, um, even uh, further distrust science and medicine. Uh, again, I say, get it all out. I will, if there's fraud here, get it out. I want it. But I, I just don't see it happening when people state their sole intent is to, uh, you know, uh, ruin a man or uh, to impeach uh, Mr. Mayorkas, the Secretary of Homeland Security. You know, or, and there's already, you know, paper being drawn up to impeach Mayorkas or Biden. What, why? Uh, why? And, you know, Kevin McCarthy so far has said in response to these impeachment things, you know, we're not going to use impeachment for political purposes. Well, it's going to be a shit show. Every day for the next two years, it's going to be just yeah. a massive shit show. Now, Frank, you wrote the book on FBI ethics called The FBI Way. Now, let's talk about, for a second, Charlie McGonigal, right? The famed FBI spy hunter, because I believe that he was an acquaintance of yours. Was. But I yep. think that his I think his story got washed away with the news cycle. So do me a favor, tell us what you know about him and about his recent bust. And also about the far reach of the Albanians, the Russians, and the bad actors that he was alleged to have been working for. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so um, uh, Charlie's path and my path intersected for three or four months when I was assistant director. So I'm I'm aware enough of Charlie to tell you, without going into classified detail, that that he worked some of the most sensitive cases and issues in the United States intelligence community. Um, and then, after I retired, went on to become uh, a senior executive and ultimately to head counterintelligence at the largest FBI field office in the nation, New York. Um, it's, he's one of those people that you just would always pray to God doesn't go south on you, right? Because because he's got a lot of secrets and has had access. Um, what do I see so far in this arrest? And I, I, by the way, I, I fear that we haven't seen the whole story yet. I think there's I think there's more coming. I hope I'm wrong, but I think there's more coming. Perhaps even more former uh, agents uh, involved and caught up in this. There's some hint of that already happening. Um, okay. Good news. This seems to happen every 20 years or so. We get a really, really bad, corrupt agent. Now, why do I say 20 years? Twenty About 22 years ago, a guy by the name of Robert Hansen mm -hmm. was caught spying for the Russians. Now, um, he spied for 10 years undetected um worked at fbi headquarters a horrible story so horrible that hansen 
The information he gave to the Russians led to, we believe, the death and execution of at least 10 people um, who had been working for Western interests. That's bad. That's true espionage, right? We don't yet see 20 years, 22 years later, uh, here we go, with an affiliation between an executive at FBI and uh, foreign powers, people associated with foreign powers. We don't yet see espionage charges. Really important. Real, really important. And I, I'm, I, it sounds like I'm trying to find a bright spot in this. Yes, I am. Because, because I'm hoping to God that Charlie did not commit espionage. What he did uh, allegedly commit in two separate indictments, one out, one out of Washington, one out of New York, is while an active agent, while the head of counterintel at New York, he developed a relationship with an Albanian who was believed to be a former intelligence operative. So there you go. And was traveling to Albania and other places and taking money, lots of it, while active duty, it appears. And even while active duty, starting to develop a relationship with an operative who was linked to Oleg Deripaska, who, of course, has been infamously linked to Paul Manafort, chairman of the Trump campaign. Wow. Um, and as soon as he leaves the Bureau, Charlie starts working really for Deripaska, meets him directly. Um, there's money laundering. There's money laundering. There's payments in envelopes. Galore. There's bags of cash alleged in Charlie's apartment by his the mistress he was shacked up with in, in an apartment in Brooklyn. This thing gets worse and, and, and worse. Um, and so we don't know where it's going. But a couple of takeaways. One, the power and reach of the Russian government and its intelligence services is manifested here. There, we do have adversaries for people who get on TV and say we should all, we should all be friends. Um, Putin's not that bad a guy. We should stop supporting Ukraine against Russia. I say Russia Those gets up every day traitors. trying to hurt us. And if they can recruit a senior FBI agent, got done it. <laughs> Um, I they don't recruited know. Congress members. We'll find out. I, 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 I'm wondering if there was colossal financial debt. I have, I have no idea at this point what motivated him. He was high-ranking. He could have named his job in the FBI after New York. Could have been an assistant director. Could have uh, gone to big-time corporate security. But somehow he did this, I, and I don't know why. Hey, Frank. Uh, Frank, yeah. is it possible that McGonagall helped to cover up facts in the Russia investigation? Yeah. The number one mistake made by Shit. cholesterol and blood pressure drug takers. I'm Dr. Living Good, and I'm breaking down the shocking truths that Big Pharma does not want you to know about those cholesterol meds you're taking, getting clarity on your numbers, the blood pressure drugs that they have you on, that you can be doing simple natural methods to lower your blood pressure without any of the drugs, and how to avoid heart yeah. attacks and strokes. But today I'm going to teach you on the biggest mistake that I see after taking care of 25,000 people that they're making if you're on... This is okay. So I want to. I, I always leave open the possibility here. I absolutely. But I want to. I'm glad you asked me this because there is a false narrative out there. Yes. Um, right now, that's really being exploited, not only by the far right to try and undermine the entire Trump Russia investigation, but also I'm, I have to tell you, I'm seeing very sloppy journalism on the left as well here, by people I I respect. Some of whom I've reached out to and said, what, what are you doing? Excuse me, do you have a source? And can you attribute this statement that Charlie McGonigal somehow was leading the Trump-Russia investigation, the Crossfire Hurricane case? Where are you getting this from? Donald Trump posted it. The guy in charge of my investigation was working for the Russians. Where, where is this coming from? Because I can tell you 
I have talked with the people really in charge of Crossfire Hurricane, and they have assured me, one actually had to think about the name McGonagall, like, what, what, who? Um, that he had no supervisory role over Crossfire Hurricane. Here's what we do know. He was one of the agents who reported early on that uh, Papadopoulos told the Australian ambassador in England that um, the Russians had dirt on Hillary Clinton. That was reported, um, at least one of people, one of those people reporting that information was Charlie. Did that help start Crossfire Hurricane? Allegedly, it did. He also had a bit part in supervising part of the Carter Page investigation. To find dirt on the other, Hillary Clinton. The other Clinton. nonsense that's out there is 